Hold on. You're going to do it. Can I? I, just, I, I started the show. Do you think people think that we're like slapping each other's hands like a, 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 on the keyboard like a country croc commercial from the 80s? What? Remember those country croc commercials where it was just hands like they would come in and touch the butter and like, oh my God, and it was just a couple of hands and that's all you'd see. You, know, you don't remember those? Kinda. Uh, I remember the one where like you got your peanut butter and my chocolate. Well, you no, got your chocolate was, and my peanut butter. Right, but that it's the same era. Same era. I sent uh, Eddie a Calgon <laughs> commercial I found online the other day with you in it. No, yeah, as uh, a child actor. Nope. No. Nope. I had a lady. Just, just a baby with a beard. Calgon, take me away. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Oh, so you didn't say if you want to start a show or not. So do I you want to? Oh, so you, do you want to start a show? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can start a show. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. Well, this is great news. Oh man, is it ever? Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> My least favorite thing to hear a comic say on stage. What else is happening? I guess. A lot, dude. Why didn't you write any of it down? There was like a two, uh, no, no, I shouldn't say, about a, a two, yeah, about, about a two month period when I was running the belly room with Peter Sprite um, uh, at the comedy store where we kind of, because, you know, when you run a show, you know, for years, you pretty much hear every transition, every setup, kind of like yep. you, with the styles, not the actual jokes themselves, right, right. but the, and for a short period of time, we our, our running joke was, uh, well, what's about to get crazy now? Because that, that was like a good transitional, like, yeah. so driving's crazy. Okay, well, uh, now we're into a driving bit. Oh, it's you know, so wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've gone beyond, like, everybody thinking everything is crazy, right? Like, even though people use it. That's crazy. Everything's crazy. Nothing's crazy. It's everything's well, crazy. that's the one where, like, a person didn't get the last. That's the second use of crazy. Is when you don't get the laugh on the joke that you want, and you you stumble through crazy about four times. You're like, I know it's just, like, right because it's just it's crazy. Well, you're just it's like, just I, I mean you know it's, it really is crazy. What and to say it, next? Well, because you, you didn't get what you thought. Shit so wasn't working. Yes, <laughs> I'll tell you what's crazy: the fact that you're still talking about crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's crazy is that this is the five minutes of material you've prepared. I did get a uh, I I saw Tig. We uh, she was part of the uh, shoot that we were. Oh, nice. How's she I, doing? I. Is there some health thing? I people are putting up like thinking about you and on her Twitter and stuff. I don't know what she's posted about it. So she doesn't uh, post. Oh, okay, she says other people run her Twitter. But then I then I then I won't speak of that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, um, I I will say that she did say when she showed up to set, she was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I really liked the last movie you directed." And I was like, "Oh, oh, cool." And then I I did the classic Brian move where I was like. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, this is such great acting. She's like, "That's enough." I really liked the movie Just that it. you directed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, I got okay, gotcha." All right, and she's talking about fixed. Uh, no, no, no. I oh, didn't direct last, that. Oh, the oh, that's someone right. you know. The last thing for someone uh, you know. Peter, right? Stephanie right. Allen was in it. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, and her so wife, right. yeah, yeah. So she was obviously watching it specifically for that, which sure. probably the reason why she was watching. But it was a nice, but it was she nice. enjoyed it. Yeah, that's, no, that's that is And nice. she crushed it in the uh, the scenes that we had her in. It was awesome. Oh, I'm sure it was great. Yeah. Cast appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Would you need someone with a dry wit? Like, she's, you know, just kind of low-key? Well, Peter, obviously, you know, she's one of Peter's best friends. And so I think he specifically had in mind some very, a a character type. Sure. With the lines that he wrote uh, is what really made it, like, played both sides. It worked together. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was was hilarious. That's awesome. Um, Well, I hope that this Which is why I was gone Yeah, which is why we've been on kind of a hiatus or or whatever But um, yeah, which is great though That you got to direct and produce that last Mm -hmm. thing That's fantastic Um, So we're bringing our guest now Mm -hmm. Because she also 
uh, has acted and is now producing, is directing, is uh, a casting director, and owns and runs a uh, acting school and a theater in Colorado. Uh, someone we've known from a long time, from back in the day when we kind of were starting out, Leah Marlene. How are you, Leah? Hey, I'm good. I'm really good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, calling in. We appreciate it. We know that we couldn't... Oh, was I supposed to do a phone ring sound, oh, do, I sound think effect? People, I think people will figure it out. If they haven't, then... That's always been my favorite thing, the fake phoners. It's like, let's give her a call. Ring, ring. Hello, it's hi. Ring, it's ringing. She's going to answer. Yeah, because we've set this up beforehand right. for her to answer. Because <laughs> it would be really disappointing. Lee, you used to do the belly room shows with Peter and I, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like another lifetime. But yeah, oh my god, yeah, it does. It I saw for sure. Um, uh, Lee Lampson Quay, who works at the comedy store, but I met her in the early two thousands, and I, I, she was, she was helping us out. On she, she's, um, uh, she's a, a, a chef now. And oh, she wow. was helping out on the shoot, and I said to her something like, well, now, when was it that we met? She's like, you don't want to talk about that right now, do you? I go, yeah. She goes, dude, it's longer than you think. She's like, it's like 18 years. And I was oh. like, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't have brought Good that up. Lord. Like, yep, time yeah. has just flown by, right? Because yeah. I don't feel, like, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I don't feel... Like I've been out here almost twenty years. I don't feel no. like the belly room days were that long ago. <laughs> no, no, but no. And his... when I tell my tell my students stories like that, and then I'm like, oh my god, that was your whole lifetime. Yes, that's when I feel really old. Yeah, when they're yes. like, wait, when was that? And you're like, well, it was ninety nine. Ninety nine. I hadn't been born yet. That's the thing. That's the shit. trick. When you talk to younger people that basically were either in grade school or didn't exist, and because for them, you're right. <laughs> That's yeah. That's like our I I I when I used to work in radio, John's favorite reference. <laughs> I did it back in like the <laughs> mid '90s, and we used to. And this is what's so funny about it. So we had a, a, a thing we called flashback lunch. Oh yeah, and it was 1994. So and I was playing stuff for. Remember back in the day, seven years ago, yep. like that's how we referenced like <laughs> a long time crazy. ago. Yeah, yeah. And really. I'm trying to pretend like 20 <laughs> years ago now was not that long ago. That's how much of a denial I am. Meanwhile, classic oh, rock know. stations are playing Guns and Roses, and it's you're classic like, ah, rock. I gotta off myself soon. <laughs> I know it's crazy. And then also too, when I think I'm the same age as that, I'm like, oh wait, I'm not. I'm not. Oh. I'm like that that woman you that just you're looking at. To, yeah. <laughs> This lady doesn't know what's going on. So I know. Have you had the your anxiety acting later, lady woman? What? I, I was just going to ask you. Have you? So have you had your anxiety moment where you, when you realize that they're looking at you as an older adult who's yes, and you everything, I mean. right? Like, and, but did you? But do you? Ha, do you get the rush? Like, does it like freak you out? Yeah, I mean, I, I, just temporarily, but for like one second, you're like. God damn yeah, it. No, totally. I want to like, I just, and then I want to take it full on and I want to have like this weird flowy robe and a cigarette and just be like, listen, you know, the Hollywood days were, were something kids. Before the YouTube influencer, there was comedy. <laughs> yeah. You should just find an old jib so you can sit in a big director's chair and have it lift you up just and down up as and you're down. talking. <laughs> Yeah, that excites me and terrifies me at the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I find I don't know how how you feel about it, but I find as I get older that I'm okay. I'm I'm definitely okay with it. I feel like I get smarter every day. At this point, I've learned from my kind of uh, dumbass mistakes, 
And yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this, I'm definitely in the second half of my life, <laughs> but <Yeah>. also <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a new life, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I, I totally agree. I think that it's, I mean, it's actually much better. It really is. Yeah. It, it really is. I, I think because you do learn a lot of stuff and then you don't have to go down that same road and yeah, in many ways it's actually a lot better. And, and where did you, when were you, when did you come out to Los Angeles? Because you're not from here, right? No, no, I'm not from there. Well, God, you guys are really going to age me in this podcast, aren't that's you? That's what it, that's uh, what this my is. My whole facade that I'm like 23. No, you don't have to say. Like, you, you don't have to <laughs> no, say it's years. Okay. Just tell I'm us who was working the door. Anyway, it's so ridiculous because <laughs> now, like, you get to a certain age where now, if I say older, it actually serves me better. Yes. Like, if yeah. I say I'm like. I'm 60. You know, they're like, damn, you look God, good. you look good. You know a lot. Yeah. You're coherent. This is great. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, no, but I moved out in 2000. Okay. In the year zero, zero. Yeah. yeah. Same year I did. Yeah, I used, I moved out in like the end of 99. Oh, see, we were all kind of on that same bus, yep. Yep. I think. That's our generation. Yeah. Well, so yeah, when we look weird. back on it, that's our generation. Where did you come from? From from Denver. So you did. Then oh, okay. When I came right. back, yeah, this was my where I grew up. Well, yeah. that's that's not a bad place to grow up, Denver. No, it was cool, and it was funny because when I grew up here, it was like everyone was always like, "This is you know, the best kept secret and all this stuff, Colorado." And one day people are going to find out, and that day has arrived. Yeah. <laughs> because in the time that I since I moved back in 2012. Three million people have moved to Denver. Holy wow. shit! In just that time, can you believe that's, that's insane? I was I was there. So, I was, you, so you didn't escape traffic anymore. <laughs> so basically, no, no. And I was like, you. oh, it's going to be less expensive than LA. It's like I moved right when it was like, no, we're basically LA, like a mini LA. <laughs> that's cr- and, and I know that I I've only been to Denver like once, I think, on my own, just kind of going through. But I was there at Comedy Works um, last year. Uh, featuring for somebody and not only was that such a great crowd and such a great club and such a yeah time, yeah which one did which one were you at the, down, you. the downtown one i think oh nice yeah one. i like yeah. that one a lot and but everybody was really cool and it was a happening area like everything was going on and i was talking to people who were local and they were like oh yeah but we're all we we can't we can't handle as a city the influx of people coming in is is has already surpassed the road area we the have. Infrastructure. The infrastructure. Yeah. It's like there's a big to do with how they have to expand all that shit just to accommodate the people moving there. Yeah, no, it's intense. It really is. And but yeah, at the same time, it's really cool for a lot of reasons because there are a lot more artists here and um, you know, a lot more things are happening. And so in that way, it's really cool. I mean, yeah. I don't do stand up. Um I don't do stand up really anymore. Although I've been like, it's like this weird, like every time I say that I get like this shot of anxiety. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's like a bullet to my, I don't know what happens every time. But like you miss so I don't it know. or yeah, you, yeah, I do. I do. I do. I miss it. But I just don't know. Like the lifestyle is just not conducive to my, my lifestyle. Would you know you, what I mean? Like, did you, uh, do you, did you have kids when you moved to Denver? Did I have kids? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I have a daughter. Okay. I have a um, two-year-old um, daughter who actually, I'm on my way to go to the studio this afternoon to my theater 
but she's sleeping as we speak. So I'm like praying that she doesn't get up and start like running the show before she gets picked up here in just a little bit. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but is that what you yeah. mean when you say not conducive to your lifestyle? Well, just like comedy now and not being conducive to your lifestyle. But I feel like you've changed your lifestyle so that it works for you. And now you're in a location that if you wanted to, I mean, it would be. It would, you wouldn't be doing theaters or whatever, but you could yeah. do stand-up in that area if you wanted. Plus, you have Yeah, a well, that's what I was going to say is that, I mean, Denver is a huge comedy town, like yeah. humongous. It's and it's like, like the Comedy Works point. is great, and there are some really strong comics coming out of Denver. Like, I was really impressed when I, when I you know, came back here. And I've gotten up a handful of times since I've been here, and I've produced some shows at my own theater and gotten on stage, but... Other than that, you know, I'm not like out there doing it. No, but and, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, just like yeah, just you know how it is. Like, I don't know. I feel like I guess I would. I still would love to do it. Just at like, you know, six p.m. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> how I am. Like, I am not a paid regular at the comedy store, but they give me these developmental spots, and they're usually at like seven thirty or eight o'clock, and I get uh-huh. five to seven minutes, and I'm done with my time in that time. And if I want, I can be home by eight thirty. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, I kind of like that. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah, see, that's awesome. I, I don't yeah, want to be out until two. Why? Mm-hmm. So you came out from Denver in 2000. You stayed for your 12 years. Uh-huh. And what was it that you were finally like? Nah, I'm good. I'm good with LA. I mean, what was your journey for your 12 years yeah. that you were here? You, I'm assuming, you, like everybody, I'm sure you had your highs and lows. Yeah. But what oh, was yeah. the defining yeah. factor for you to say I don't necessarily need to be? there anymore here yeah so it was um it was weird because it kind of it was never like something i set out to do um meaning comedy or coming here no like set out to move back oh right right um like i loved la i was and finally like when i at the time when i moved was when really everything was starting to click which is funny (laughs) but you know i mean that's right when everybody you know, I mean, you, we all know a lot of the same people. Everybody started working yeah. and it's like, I, um, I was, you know, booking things too and like, and working professionally. And that's a good feeling. You know, it's like a solid feeling knowing that you can earn an income doing, yes. doing it. Yes. Um, but then I had, uh, gotten diagnosed with melanoma oh, and no. yeah, it was crazy though. Cause it came to me at such like a, a a time when I was like having so much fun in my life, I was so grateful for everything that like, um, you know, I felt like I could handle it and I did. I don't know if that was, we'll never know, but it's like, um, it got out of my body, you know, and I was really lucky. Like I got out unscathed pretty much besides some major operations and like some recovery and having to go. Did you have to do any chemo or? I didn't have to do chemo. And so I was like, so freaking lucky. Yeah, Yeah. huge. But it just really made me start like looking at things more. And like, you know, I always put off everything for, you know, being an entertainer, for getting that big job or whatever. I was like, okay, the family, the everything else can wait. Everything. Like my own family, like back at home, I would miss so many things. You guys know how it is. Like I barely, I just... It's just hard because every time you book a flight, you book a job. Yeah, you know? that's so, exactly. Like, like, people don't get that. Like, like, I'm coming home for Christmas. Yeah. No, I'm not. I got a commercial. I'm coming home for Thanksgiving. No, I'm not. I got show dates. Yeah, so you never want to like you never want to leave LA, and you get just kind of like stuck in this little bubble, and you miss a lot of stuff. So when I went through the um, the whole like cancer thing, I just was like, man, I miss my family, and I 
I still love acting. I still love all the stuff. I don't want to leave it, but I also have missed like my nieces growing up there, you know, and I've missed so many things. And I was with a guy at the time who um, was in the film industry as well, but he was in visual effects and he was actually finishing up working on Life of Pi. He was the oh, wow. pet, uh, lead visual effects supervisor for Life of Pi. Yeah, so it was huge, you know, yeah. huge project. And so, um, anyway, long story short, on a weird holiday trip out here, we ended up putting in a verbal bid on a house we liked just <laughs> for fun. Wow. And it went through. Jesus. <laughs> and so we were You're just like, like about oh a my house. God. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, I guess we have a house in Denver now. And so for a while we lived... In both places, you know, we would travel back and forth. Um, but really, we were still in L.A. because he was finishing up Life and Pi. But then when that was over, and then I was in between projects, I didn't have anything. We're like, why don't we just go live in that house and see? And so I thought we were going to start a family and all this stuff. That was our plan. Yeah. And within um, within a year of moving out, I had the business. And then 10 minutes later, him and I broke up. Oh. And we're still friends. But like, you know, it's just funny how life takes you, you know, and like, so I never, never was like, I hate LA, I'm done. You know, it was more like, okay, now I'm in Denver, what do I do? I was like choosing something else, a different path of like how I could use like what I like to do. But yeah, I still, I love LA. I don't have like, you know. Well, it's nice that you left on good terms, so to speak. You know, you weren't angry at the city and the city wasn't done with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, huh? Did you no, ha- I loved it. Yeah. Did you ha- have the idea, though, that when you were back there, they're like, well, it's a lot less crowded in the world that I was trying to do out there. If I do this stuff here, it'll less competition, if you Big will. Fish, Easy- easier for me to accomplish these goals that I'm setting out for because it's not as a, as a distracted society as it was in Los Angeles. Was that part of how... Did that weigh into um, your factor or that never really had anything to do with it? Well, you know, I think I did think that coming into it, but I didn't realize the growth that was already happening so rapidly in Denver. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's what was like humbling. Like even when I went out in the comedy scene, just a tiny bit, you know, I just did it like a little bit just for fun, just to get up. And I was really humbled. I was like, oh, shit, Denver's like a big city. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, these people aren't like little, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're not going to Casper, like, Wyoming and wowing them. Yeah, these aren't like, this is a mature city and it's getting more and more so. So I think originally I thought that. But then the other flip side is Denver's such a different market when it comes to things. You know, of course, there's there's more things coming through Denver now because, you know, there's a Netflix um, studio in New Mexico, which is only eight hours from Denver. So a lot of people are going down there for auditions from here. Oh, wow. And yeah, and there, you know, and then of course other shoot shows shoot in New Mexico as well. And some big productions do come through Denver, but mostly it's just a commercial market. So of course, um, LA is always going to have more. So it's a numbers game, right? Like you're playing a scratch ticket. Yeah. What are your odds? You're going to have more odds in LA in some ways, you know what I mean? Just because there's more things happening. Right. But, but there's also more people going after those same things. Right. Right. So, so yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of like six and one, half a dozen the other. I don't know. It's, it's just totally different markets. So it's kind of hard to compare, but yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I, I'm, I'm just pleased that you don't. You're not uh, talking shit about LA. A lot of people seem to. A lot of people that <laughs> even live here 
talk so much shit about it. I'm just like, you know, there's other places you could live. Like, you can go wherever you want. Um, so yeah. how did you start building your empire? Yeah, what made you, once you <laughs> realized you, were, you had a house there. <laughs> yeah, do you still have that house, by the way? Yeah, not um, not that original house because my, you know, the guy that I came out here with and I broke up. So we split, like, it was almost like a, well, he has it. It was oh. almost like a um, divorce. Okay. He got the house. Right, yeah. Because, well, the, a divorce, as, as having been through one, it's all paperwork. Yep. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello? Oh. Oh. Oh, there you are. Oh, here you are. Sorry, I thought I lost you for a second. Maybe your um, cheek hit the mute button. Who you thought maybe we pissed you off with the divorce yeah, paperwork like, information? Uh, She's like, you know what? No. You know what? I didn't want to talk about this stuff, and now all of a sudden we're talking about homes and paperwork. Um, but yeah, so so you, you... I just had my neighbor just walk by. Oh, because I'm like kind of like walking around and everywhere. And, right, okay. Um, and and he started trying. He was like trying to introduce himself to me, and I think I was just like really rude. I think he thought I said I tried to tell him that I was like on the phone. Should have like, put him on the phone podcast. with us. We would have we'd have set him straight. Yeah, I know. I think he thought I said I was listening to a podcast. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you. I know. I'm listening. Can't talk to, to you. Listening favorite. to a podcast. <laughs> so Can't press rude. the pause button, huh, bitch? Great, thank you. <laughs> Totally. That's totally what just happened. Oh well, my good God. luck you, work. Good luck working that shit out later. Are you just <laughs> meeting your neighbors now? In the sense that you, is this a new house for you? Yeah, this is a pretty new house. The house I'm in now. Um, yeah, it's like Denver's so crazy. It's like a, you you're better off if you can to buy a house than rent. Yeah, because like renting is like it's getting crazy over here. So I I got into a place I was renting for a while, but. Um, yeah, I have a house now, so this is nice. It's a little more room for my, my daughter and all that good stuff. Nice. But yeah, where the hell, where were we? Oh, we're, we're, you were talking about your empire, how, yeah, how what, you built it. What empire, started you on your, empire. uh, your empire road? Yeah. Um, oh my God. I don't know. I mean, it was, it was really just like a haunting really. It was like, I was. I just, I kept waking up at night thinking like, what am I going to do really? And like how it it became less about how, what can I get anymore? You know, for so long, I think I approached acting and stand up and stuff, unfortunately, from an aspect of like, what can I get? Right. And it it shifted for me through the cancer thing. I was like, well, what can I give? What can I give? And then I was like, I want to give all the experience as much as I can and the knowledge I got in LA to Denver, because I feel like they're, they're ready. This place is smart and there are so many artists moving here. We should be on the same level as, you know, LA um, or New York or someplace. And so I just kept coming up with this idea to like have a, an acting studio and a, and a theater, but it was terrifying. You know, I was like, are you kidding me? No, I don't like I produce, you know, you guys know how it is. Like I produce a stand up show and I know how hard that is. Yeah. Like now I want to deal with actors and people all day long every day and, you know, have a, have a place. It was a lot of pressure, but it just, it wouldn't leave me alone. So like, I just had to fall through with it and here I am. So there's, there's the idea and then there's the actual execution. And then there's, There's the people that actually want to be a part of your journey, i.e. your clients, the people that want to do it. So how how yeah. did you build a clientele? I mean, how did you build yeah. the world? Because to me, <laughs> well, that that's always crazy. the scariest part. 
Totally. And oh my God, it's so vulnerable because, you know, I, I had lived my adult life essentially in LA. And so when I came here, um, I was like a stranger in my hometown. Nobody knew who I was. And then to be like, and I have an acting studio, by the way, you know, they're like, what, who is this woman? You know, like what (laughs) she wants to teach us acting like, okay. You know, but I had to face all that fear in order to, to open. Like you can't, you know, I was like, I just, feel like there's something inside that I want to impart. That's all I knew. And I was like, maybe it's ridiculous, but that's all I know. So before I know it, I have a business plan and a lease on a building and a sign outside. And literally I'm just like showing up to this place. And so, and I don't know anybody and I don't know how to find the people that I can help or anything like that. So that's when I started doing, I I produced some standup shows and, um, and Luckily, like actually our very first show that we opened the theater with was a, a benefit, a comedy benefit, because we had just had a huge flood here. So oh, wow. I was like, well, I know how to produce shows. You know, I know how to do that. So yeah. we just did it fast. And through that, we started getting some leverage a little bit. People started learning about us. And then and then I put on a play and I directed it because I was like, I got to just do something. I can't just be like I teach classes with no... No, you know end, what I mean? no end like, game. You need a you need a kind yeah. of a final a finals like uh, you'll you'll take the classes and then in the end you'll be in a play and you'll see how the entire thing comes together. Yeah, well, we didn't really do it that way. Even oh. I just auditioned people for a play oh. just to get to know talent in Denver and you know what I mean and just to see what was going on. And so then I just directed a full length play. And out of that, from the stand-up shows and the plays, so basically I went into the theater side of it before the teaching side because I knew how to produce. Right. You know, and, like, I already had instincts as a director because I had done some of that and stuff. So um, so that's really how I started and then got – and then I just launched open the acting classes. And, you know, I have – my background is in the Meisner technique with acting and I have a really big foundation in LA and support system through that. And so that that's what I, you know, specialize in. And so then I just put that for, and they just, they start building and growing. I mean, it really is like not to make it sound so cliche and kind of pat, but it is like the field of dreams philosophy. It's like you build it, they'll come, yeah. you know, they really do. It's crazy. I also feel that it's, if you build it, they were, they'll come. And if you're ready, they'll find you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that like, you're you didn't just build it so they would come you also have the experience and have the knowledge to pass on to people you're not just a halfwit who just finished college like fuck it teaching's easy you're you're (laughs) you're legitimately trying to pass on what you've learned and everything that's helped you and those people will see that and they'll be like yeah i need i need this to move myself to better myself as an actor you know i think that's 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 key but that's that's fantastic for you I mean, yeah, people no, started really coming. Cool. I, I, I'm picturing well, that's like what happens because they they like tell each other and they're like, oh my god, you just booked that or this happened or whatever, and so then you know it's all word of mouth, really. Hey, if 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 you teach one person and they book one thing, look, I took an acting class and literally it was one pseudo famous girl quote that was like, yeah, he helped me, I got this part, and you're like, well, this guy knows what he's doing. Like she yep. acted before for money, so yep, it's like a Prell commercial from back in the eighties. <laughs> the uh, um, so you were talking about Meisner. So before you moved out to L.A., 
you what, what were you doing? Like, how did you end up, like, what was your process to getting to L.A.? Yeah, so I, um, I had been acting um, my whole life, like, since I was a kid. Like, it's always something that I wanted to do and was doing. And so then when I went through college, I... I um, Where'd you go to I school? Was gonna, I went to Colorado State. Okay. Um, and I was actually going to go to Loyal Marymount for film, you know, when I graduated high school. And when I went out for my placement test, I got scared. I was just not ready to move to LA yet. Yeah. So when I came back to Colorado, um, I actually went to a, went to Metro my first year, like, a, um, you know, state college. And then, cause I had missed all the deadlines for, you know, any schools in yeah. state. So I went there, which none of my credits ended up transferring anyway, so it didn't matter. But (laughs) then I went to Colorado State and kind of really just developed my own film degree because they didn't have film there. So I did um, journalism, broadcast news and television because I knew it would teach me how to shoot and edit. Mm -hmm. And then I did theater. Okay. So I kind of combined those two and made my own kind of degree and the the film or the um, journalism department was really cool because my professors knew I wasn't interested in going into the news, and so they would let me do like commercials, make commercials and short films and stuff. So like for my thesis, my senior thesis, I did a short film, and they were really scared because they're like, if you don't complete this, you don't graduate. You know, Ooh. like so, are you sure you? Because it's really hard to make a short film, and I did it, and so that was kind of like my launching pad, but. I still had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was like (laughs) so young and so green and like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And so I always was planning to move to LA. So then I went out there with (laughs) $2,000 and And a dream, $1,500 more than I had. (laughs) Yeah. And I started working at the Ha Ha Cafe. Oh oh, God, you worked at the Ha Ha? Oh my God. That was your first gig? Yeah. That was my first job. It took me just to get a stupid job in LA, any job. As a waiter, anything for yeah. me, it was so tough. That was what was so humbling. That yes, people think that it's very easy when you first come out here to get a job, and 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 the problem is, everybody comes out here, and no one's going to be doing the career that they want to do, and it's a huge influx of people looking to take all those jobs, and that quite frankly, those jobs, the waiters and the waitresses, also make the best money and the most flexible. So those are also the hardest ones along with bartenders to get those jobs. Yeah. If you're working, if you're an actor and you want to work at night so you can have auditions during the day, if you're a comedian, you want to work, you want shifts during the day so you can work at night and restaurant business is a business that kind of encompasses all of that. But also I can also, it's if I owned a business out here in LA, I would probably try to be hire people that weren't actors that weren't yeah, going to ask totally. her fucking time off to go to some stupid audition. I well, didn't care It's too about. late. She clearly didn't tell them she, that. Yeah, they hired her. So yeah, she didn't let so this is So because no. you didn't say anything about do, you know, like the stand-up world at this point. So that, that was not even on your radar, I'm assuming. This just yeah, had, no, huh, so the ha-ha no, ha no, was kind of your first. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had, I had an <laughs> acting teacher in Denver, actually, who did say he, he did stand-up in L.A. and stuff. And um, he was at my agent and he did like classes for free just to like help his clients, which I thought was really cool. But he, um, he said, you know, you should do something that scares you no matter what, because it'll make you grow. So like, if you're an actor and you've never done stand-up, you should do it because even if you don't do stand-up professionally or whatever, you'll grow as an actor. Cause it's so hard. And He's like, there's nothing scarier than a stand-up, you yeah. know? So I was like, no way. I'll still never do it. I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I am not doing that. 
so yeah, I started working at the HaHa, ha, and you know, you just start hanging out with comics. And I was gonna say, did you start seeing yeah. comics go up at the open mic and go, you know what? Yeah. I could definitely fucking do this. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, and I mean, the HaHa. Ha, oh my god, I can't believe I'm that was the first place the I ever did Jack, a mic. He's gonna be like contacting me now. What? Yep. That was the first place you did. That was yeah. I tried to do a restaurant on Sunset. I was so drunk they kicked me out before I went up, and then. Uh, <laughs> so where else did you go? A week, a week later, I took the bus from Echo Park to <laughs> yeah. the Haha ha Cafe and <laughs> did that open mic. <laughs> Three days oh, later, Lord. John got there. <laughs> Dude, it took a long time. <laughs> God bless that. Oh my God! And then you're like cleaning the bathroom for Jack Asadorian or something <laughs> back there. <laughs> Polishing his gold chains or something. Uh, combing his ponytail. So the um, combing his ponytail. That's how he initiates all the comics. That's gross. Jack was always really nice to me, right, right from the get go. He was always like, "I like you." I'm like, "Okay, thanks, man." Yeah, he is funny. I mean, talk about a character, that guy. Oh, he's a character. You know, he is. He he really is kind of a character. From he's not a throwback, but he's just kind of a. I, I guess it depends on when you started comedy because there might be comics now who don't don't go to the haha, don't know about it, whatever. But like, it was one of you know the four clubs. Yep. You know, and it still is mm-hmm. really. I mean, they moved locations down the street, but they're still doing all right. Yeah. Well, it was funny too because when I so I had applied for sixty four jobs at restaurants Holy before I got wow. there. Yeah. So it was intense. So I show up there. And Jack says, yeah, yeah, come tonight. It's our biggest show of the night. It was Whacked Out Wednesdays with Kim Whitley. Oh, wow. And he goes, come tonight and just watch the show and see how you like it and all stuff, right? So I come and it's packed. I mean, packed. And... And, you know, um, did he charge you to get there? in? Did you have to pay to get in? No, no, no <laughs> I didn't. Surprise oh, I thought that was going to be the Bring 10 people. Come to watch to your work. show. No, he put me to he work. He put you to work? Oh, so yeah, you did pay. He you did pay. He me a t-shirt because somebody didn't show up. Oh, my so God. So with no training, nothing, he throws me. It's like a total movie moment, right? Yeah. Like he throws me the t-shirt hey, kid, and he's like, you want to start tonight? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm like not, put everyone's me in, calling coach. me Becky because I'm the white girl, you know? And they're like, <laughs> Becky, get me this. Becky, get me that. And like stiffing me. I mean, it was just a bad night. It was a bad night. Did you, wow. had you ever, me, had you ever waited before? Uh, like a little bit. Okay, so you had enough in, to. Okay, and not not like that, not like that. I well, mean, it, this was a packed house. People were walking out on their pills. It was a mess. It was yeah. a mess. Well, the good thing is, if you doing. had messed up, Becky messed up, not you. So yeah, yeah no, it wasn't me. It was Becky. So right. yeah, he was surprised I came back, and then everyone was really <laughs> nice. Kim Whitley and all of them were super nice. Oh, that's nice. It was just I think people getting annoyed that I didn't know what I was doing, so they're like, "I'm out of here," you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I like um, I do I like Kim Whitley. Yeah, uh, she was cool. She was really cool, and she produced a great show. I mean, that was the most popular popular show. So that was like my initiation into the amazing into the, I mean, <laughs> trial by fire for sure. Legendary. How long did you do that for? Uh, I think about four or five months. Okay. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I didn't last long at the haha. You lasted longer than I would have lasted. And were you living on your own? What were you, what was your Yeah, I was living on my own in North Hollywood. Okay, so you time. found a place, which which you know was yeah. kind of sketchy back then. Yeah, NoHo wasn't the best. No, it wasn't. It was but I found actually a really cool back house. It was one of the coolest places I lived in LA, except that it was, you know, 
like uh, helicopters flying over every single night like it was Vietnam or but something. That's but that's everywhere in LA at this point. That's you, true. You can't live, Beverly Hills has helicopters flying over it now. No, that's true. But we would have, it would be like blasting into my little... Yeah, the light would be down looking <laughs> yeah. for people running around in yeah. your yard. Like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you turn on the news and yeah, it's like, Hey, that's my right place. <laughs> oh, that's not good, is it? <laughs> I know. Can I use that's this as when a credit? I stopped watching. Can I use this as a credit? Yeah, exactly. IMDb's riddled with helicopter lights. <laughs> The uh, oh uh, news footage. Um, so you, so you did that, and then, it, and so, how, how did the rest of your career plan go from there? <laughs> from the haha yeah. launching pad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. How did it go? Oh my god. Well, you, well, you guys might remember this just because I did so much of my stand-up act was about it. But then, after that, I got a job as a nanny for porn producers, oh, and um, I worked for them for six years and it was amazing what like i mean i loved it i loved it they um butt man oh my god (laughs) it's adam something john sagliano okay john and karen sagliano yeah they have evil angel production which is still a pretty big porn production company if i'm not mistaken brian told me brian told me i don't know they're very very um successful so I, yeah, yeah, I, I still can't figure Yoshi out how porn is them, successful. So we knew. It's, I know. it's weird, right? Because no one watches it. I mean, we're such a conservative country. No one watches porn. Anyway. Uh-uh. So anyway, <laughs> um, so that was interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting. When I you mean, said I you enjoyed on... it, what do you mean you enjoyed it? Like it was well, just, the, I, they were good people like, to you. The kids were, I mean, like what was the. They were good <laughs> people. Oh, my daughter's waking up now Uh-oh. too, but it's okay. We're good. We're That's good. Okay. We're keep I've it already moving. been through those years. It'll be fine. I'll be just fine. She, I just, I mean, it was like a mommy internship, you know, it was like, I watched this little girl from the time she was like six months old until she was six years old. And it was just fun because I was able to do stand up, um, you know, and like, it was basically like I got paid to be like her second mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just like a cool It was just like a cool thing, and then it also gave me a ton of material. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> because what was your your act? You talked about just about her being a kid, or was was it about working for porn producers? I I talked about working for porn producers a little bit, and just um, I mean, my God, I don't want to go into those old no, jokes. No, I can't no, even no, remember. Right, but right, right, but yeah. like, but yeah, I just talked about that, and like, um, just just the kind of juxtaposition of like. Yeah, because the, here I was taking care of a little girl. Like, it was like I was in that world, but I wasn't in that world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they were actually very respectful and boring. Like, when it comes down to it, it wasn't like big parties and right. like, you know. That's, so it was just interesting. Which, yeah. I'll be honest, that's why they're still a company. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. there are people that were in the porn industry back when it was just cocaine and boobies. And those people usually if they didn't sober up those guys are done they're done. they're out yeah. you know what i mean it's a pretty regulated like the people that are in charge are usually non-drinkers non-drug users and they're the ones like okay i got a business you know yeah so. totally it was totally a business and i mean you know of course that's a larger conversation about that whole philosophical thing but yeah. um but yeah it was just interesting so i'm like pushing a stroller through <laughs> you know, Las Vegas for the AVN awards. Oh, wow. And like, <laughs> I mean, it's just interesting. Like 
just seeing that whole world. You know, but in that moment, very different. In that moment, when you're pushing the stroller in Vegas, were you saying to yourself, Meisner? Yeah, I'm saying I have arrived. This is exactly <laughs> this is what I trained for. What I've set out to do with my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, it, you just don't know how like everything's gonna add up, you know. No, but because it all makes. I, don't you agree though? Just, and we'll put a button on that part of it. Yeah. it makes for great stories later in life. Uh, if there's it anything does. you've learned, you stand up aside. Even if you, even you, you choose to never do stand up again, you'll always tell great stories. Yeah, it's interesting, and I mean, I mean, I think if nothing else, LA teaches you that, like. It's just an interest. You're not short on interesting people. No, there. no, <laughs> no. One bus ride will show you that. Yeah. Oh my God. One That's bus true. ride and four transfers from Echo Park to <laughs> North Hollywood. I uh, know. Oh my God. I remember. Funny story. Actually, I remember when I first got there, and some guy, like you know, I, I don't even know. He's like had some weird, terrible car, and he's pulling stuff out of his trunk, and we're, you know, I'm getting gas at the gas station. And he's like, yeah, so I, you know, cast Victoria's Secret models and um, <laughs> so, so, and I'm doing like a big show and like, I'd like you to be in it. It's like, oh my God, this is, yeah, no. It's going to be at so. my apartment. It's going to be great. <laughs> so why don't you just leave your car over there and just Get hop in, in my truck. And we'll go hop in my yeah, trunk. Exactly. I'm all gassed up. So, you know, we got, we're, we're good there. <laughs> Trust me. Wait, actually, that's not my car. We're going to take the bus. Yeah, yeah. But I promise. <laughs> I promise. I'm big time. I'm we're going to make you big time. I'm legit. I'm yeah, just green. LA is like, wow. So, yeah, so so from there, how did you, like, uh, what was your journey, your, your, your beginning and your middle and your end of the journey by the time you had left? Like, did you? Like, yeah. Well, so then after the, after my stint as the poor nanny, um, I, uh, I was like, I need to just get, you know, I, I, I wanted to get a job where I could get like a little more life skills mm -hmm. just because I was kind of, like, I was like a stay at home mom almost yeah. and doing stand up, and that was it. So I was kind of feeling isolated. And so, um, I was like, I need just to get a real job. Like, I don't even know if I know how to do an email or anything. <laughs> and do so, an email. I'm serious. I was like, what is going on? So I um, went back into, from really the Meisner technique, my my teacher was like, you know, helping me to try to find a job. And he's like, you should go over to Michael's in, in Santa Monica because he had another student that worked there. I don't know if you guys have, have you guys ever been there? My the craft store? No, not the craft yeah, store. <laughs> you had to answer that question quite a bit. No, it, it's um, it's a restaurant on Third and Wilshire. Oh, okay. No, um, I've not been there. No. Yeah, it's very. It's been around since like the eighties. It's very, very good. Like fine, fine dining. Oh, then no, um, that's why you're talking. You, you yeah, okay, right right yeah. we're not fine diners. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, fine dining. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so I was lucky to get hired there because I had no idea. I had to like take a food test and I had no idea there were tests on food and like it was just a mess. But I got hired and I went on to become their events coordinator, actually. And um, and that's where I put on like huge, huge events, like big, huge movie premieres and was working with all sorts of people like and just I mean, I could name drop for days of people that I worked with. Wow. And so it's like, again, I was producing in a weird way, you know, it's like, it was on a different side of things, but it's definitely production. I mean, you're, you're creating a live event just because it's not being filmed. Doesn't mean it's not a production. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're dealing with all these different details. And so it taught me a lot about business 
And so that's really, that was like my business degree, um, was working there and, and doing events for, you know, these high profile people and celebrities and everybody. And then I was still just doing stand up and, um, you know, working as an actor and still studying and booking jobs and all the things. And then I, I got to a place where I didn't have to work essentially anymore because I was booking, booking work as an actor and comic. And so then I left the restaurant and then that's where everything within a couple of years was when I moved out here. So like, I did not see it coming. It's like, I, I finally got my footing where I didn't need any other side yeah. kind of like side hustle. And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, and I'm out. I was like, wait, what? Well, so, because when you when you say you because you did a lot of commercials back in the day, am I wrong about that or? Yeah, or? no, I I did. I mean, that's really how I like earned my money for yeah. the most part was commercials, um, commercials, and I did some independent films, which is so funny because like I even tell my students now, I'm like, it, it was such a different time. Like we didn't even have access to that footage. It's like where do you even get? Yeah, like you get paid from a job. I don't even have. And not that I even know, want to see half those movies, that's but you're like, thing. I don't even know yeah. where that thing is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was always like a, a you know, um, twisting arms to get footage of stuff where now it's like, here's a link. You're like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, well, it's it, so easy now. It'll eventually end up on Amazon Prime. Don't worry. Yeah. You may not well, know it. terrifying. I don't well, want it now. <laughs> well, I just told you and now you someone, know. <laughs> someone will contact you and go, holy shit, I just saw that. I just saw you. I just oh, saw my God. I had a student, because, you know, you do weird jobs. Like, I did some weird jobs, too. Like, not all of them am I, like, super proud of. One, one oh, I shouldn't say that, because then you have the people calling you, the producers. I mean, I loved it. I loved okay, this job. Okay, good. Good sure. preface. No, there you go. You really, funny, you really saved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, this is just a funny thing, because I think some people don't realize it's staged, but it's, like, clearly staged. Um, it was, uh, I did an episode of Operation Repo. And, oh, like, my God. They, <laughs> On yeah, True TV like, or whatever? Yes, yes, yes. That, if I'm people like, don't know that stage, they're out of their fucking minds. <laughs> <laughs> they, at one point, they I mean, pushed the fat lady off a parking garage, and she falls 40 <laughs> floors or whatever and pops out of the bushes. Like, oh, my God, I thought you were dead. I'm like, oh, holy shit, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But my episode was like, you know, this guy was like cheating on his wife, and I'm the girl that he's like cheating with, and we're at some seedy hotel. <laughs> And, like, I come out. I mean, it was just so trashy and, like, weird. And, like, it was fun to do, actually. Right. Like, I had a great time. But I had some guy contacting me from high school, and he's like, did I just see you on Operation Repo? Uh, are you a <laughs> prostitute now? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, I've made it. Again, I have made it. I did it. I got people from high school talking. Yeah, she's feeling some hard times. <laughs> it's on Operation Repo. <laughs> She got her car repossessed. I know yeah. that. Yeah, if you're listening She's to this and you watched that show and you thought it was real ah. in, in any sense of the word, you are a fucking clown. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so those were some highlights. But of my... working a lot, though, like you said, I think when if when you can give up the side hustle and not literally be struggling every day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't yeah. have a side hustle right now, but I'm hurting. So it's like it's hard to put make ends meet. But when you can finally do that, you and and you're in LA, you're like, okay, well, this is it. And then yeah. you're like, I'll see you. Guys. I'll see everybody later. I'm gonna go. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> so when you moved, when you moved back, did you get the and and, and I it, it, when you explain your story of how you moved back, it all makes sense. But 
you know, for a lot of people, it's it's hard to finally like sever the ties. And when people leave here, they always say like, maybe I'll come back. And we all know that the odds of that, you're not coming back. I mean, you obviously have started a whole new life there and that was yeah. kind of your intent. But did you also go back into the area that you that you came from and where a lot of people like, did you, did you feel like a lot of people were like, well, you know, you tried, almost kind of treated it like... <laughs> Uh, you're a yeah, little bit of a failure, shot. but it's okay. I mean, shot, yeah. You know? <laughs> or did that not really? Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think honestly, like the, most of that came from myself. Okay. Yeah. We're you know what I mean? Like I felt, critics. I felt it. Like I was like, I'm doing that to myself because no one's even saying anything, but I'm having this secret conversation. That's like, you're a failure. Cause like, I'm not like, Oh wait, did you see my face on the billboard? Yeah. Yeah. No, there it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so no one was really saying that to me, but but I heard it internally. Mm, and so I had to like really just come combat that, you know, because it was like, well, who cares? Whatever. Like it it is what it is. <clears throat> and are but, you are you are you totally fine? So you're totally fine with like you've moved on. LA is just not you don't see yourself living there again. You're fine with, with the life that you have laid out for yourself. Um, yes and no. I mean, it's like, I'm always like right now we just got nonprofit status with the theater. And so now we're really gearing up, um, to doing like full productions, like a full season and all that for 2020. And we have some cool shows for this year and just learning to like scale myself and scale the business. Um, and when I'm thinking and like visioning the future, I don't know. I'm just open. I'm really open to a lot of possibilities. Like who knows what that will look like, but LA has always had like a special place. Cause I don't feel like I ever really left it. Um, like I never made like a big announcement or something because I think right. of that same reason, like what you guys were saying, like, Oh, well, good try. You know, like high five. Yeah. All right. She's out. Another one's out. Like I never even wanted to, and so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm done with it yet. But I could be. But I just don't know. Well, first of all, I li- I love that you're th- the idea of keeping it open. I think more people need to be like life is. Uh, you know, it, it's up and down. It's all over the place. Nobody's path is the same. Everybody's journey is different. But like, you should be open to where that journey is looking to point you and where it's looking to take you. And if you can and you want to do something like come back to LA you know it's not like the city's going to be like nope you had your shot get the fuck <laughs> out like it's still going to be a place you can come back to and I feel like I just feel like people think that when they leave that's it now I got to go live in Ohio and be a go, you know a mechanic and it's like you can but you can also come back if you want like there is yeah. a whole you are forgotten very easily within the stand-up world out here like if you're gone for a couple months even they're like hey you still do comedy and you're like yeah sorry but but yeah. I, but I feel for the most part like keeping your idea of the future open just allows you to kind of roll with what's happening. Totally, and like, and I don't even know. I don't know what it could be like. Sometimes I'm open to being like, I'm gonna go and you know bring my daughter and live in Costa Rica Ooh. or something, you yeah. know, or like I just am open to like dreaming big, and that's like really what I help people to do. And so I think, you know, facing those demons that say. No, you can't do that. Why could you do that? It's like, well, why not? Because I want to live my dream life because this is my life right now. This is it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, whether it's L.A. or some other dream or just letting it evolve, because honestly, I never would have thought if you told me, you know, 
10 years ago or something like that, I would be doing this. I would have thought that it was a failure, like, because I was so attached to how I thought success needed to be for what I wanted. But the fulfillment that I've gotten from teaching, I had no idea. Like I love teaching. I love directing. And it's in a weird way. It's like, I am doing stand up every day when I'm in front of my students and stuff. And I'm, I'm, you know, that's how you learn. You learn because the teacher you have is good and makes you interested in learning. Totally. Yeah. And it's, and it's not all about me, which feels really good. Nice. Like, so, you know, I'm still of course very supportive of the art form. I'm not like against it at all. No, no. Um, I support it every single day, but I don't know. I don't know what it looks like, how it's going to shape or what, what it means. Like I never thought I'd do the things I'm doing now. So it's all good. Were your parents uh, supportive of you? Like, yeah. did they like the idea that you're going to go to LA and you pause too long, be an actress? And yeah, I know. You, you no, I was just long. laughing to myself because <laughs> you said you paused too long. I was just laughing because, you know, I have a sixth sense of humor and it's like I edit myself sometimes because when you said that, you were hesitating. It's like, did your parents beat you? Like, you were, <laughs> were, your, were your parents abusive? <laughs> like, but I'm not trying to make light of somebody else who might have been, you know, what of I mean? course. So not. that was right. the, the rabbit hole I went down there and that caused. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, my parents have always been really, um, supportive. You know, my dad has always been a big dreamer and entrepreneur, my mom as well. And so, you know, they're, but they're also from the school of thought, like ever since I was very little, it was sort of like, go, just go do it. Yeah. Like we support you by like kicking you <laughs> like to go do it. Yeah. They just want you out of the holding house. your hand and coddling you. Like we'll, we'll talk about, talk about it with you and support you in that way, but we're also not going to do it for you. And we're not going to. Hold your hand through it. Yeah, you got to learn. If you want to do it, you'll do it. And if you figure out you don't want to do it, you'll you won't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like when I was really little, and I was like, "Mom, I want to be an actress." She's like, "Okay." She gave me a phone book, and she's like, "You got to look up agencies and call them, and see what you have to do." And wow! But aren't you gonna call? And I'm like six years old, and she made me do it. Like I had to do it. Wow! Wow! I, I I will give your mom some credit for that. That is. Look, if you really want to do it, here's a phone book, you know, a lot. Because, and I don't know if she must have known this or not, but like that's acting is like kind of getting in people's faces and going, hey, I'm good. Let me in. Let me in. Let me mm-hmm. in. Let me in. Let me in. Until finally the only, they have no choice. I think the only thing I'd be concerned about there is if you're down the wrong number. And some <laughs> guy's like, hello. Yes, I would like to hire you today as an actor. As oh, you're six? Fact. Come on over. Like, uh-oh, this is well, going. Meet me, at the bus, meet me at the gas station. I'll be at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah. well, Victoria's well, Secrets. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know. Call back. No, it's, uh, thank you. It, it, that, <laughs> that is true. And also now I just completely forgot what I was going to say. So that's good. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You got a lot on your mind. Yeah, no, I know. Well, you guys just get me all fired up. I get all excited. I'm like, Oh my God. And this and that, I want to tell you all about it. Yeah. And we want to um, listen, but uh, we, we do, we do know, we do know you're busy. And like you said, your kid just woke up. So Brian's going to do his, some lightning round questions for you, and yeah. uh, we can we can go into a little detail on that. But then we'll let you go. But I got to be honest with you. I'm currently you see your daughter, right? Yeah. My daughter. Yeah, yeah that explains a lot. I was say years very old. well behaved because I if Have it was a two year old boy, you'd been off the phone about forty five minutes ago. So oh, yeah. but you know what? I'm like already. She's like on her own. I don't even know what she's doing. Oh, so is she calling talent does. agents? Yeah, she got yeah, a phone she, book. Is she in the other room? <laughs> Emailing people. <laughs> email. You need to email. Yeah, yeah. I'm you sending d- my electronic press kit. Like, oh wow, things are way different. Yeah. Now. No, if, 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 if you want to be in this business, you're going to have to WhatsApp a bunch of uh, agents. Yeah. Sometimes. 
I don't even know what that is, but I, I think know, that's, that's something terrifying. they use somewhere. Sounds like it's right. I don't <laughs> so know. terrifying. Um, what was your favorite gig uh, that you got to do when you were in Los Angeles acting? Um, I mean, obviously well, outside of Repo. you guys, obviously, all those shows. Yeah. Were all the shows we did? I don't uh, know. Uh, um, don't say, you can't say the Repo show, but yeah. like, like, as an actor, <laughs> as an actor. <laughs> I mean, was there was um, there a gig where you were like, okay, you know what? Yes, I've made some good choices here, and this is a, this today reminds me that I really like what I'm. And doing. you're talking about acting, right, Brian? Yes, Not I'm talking yet. about acting. Yeah. Um, gosh, see, these are the ones I'm going to be really bad at this rapid fire thing. This is like where my weakness is uh, because I don't I don't know I can't pinpoint a favorite kind of a. Do you think that's because um, you've always kind of just enjoyed yourself regardless of what you were acting in? Or do you think that's because you have a terrible memory? <laughs> <laughs> she does have a two-year-old child, which means she does suffer from a lack of sleep, which does that's affect true. the brain. I think I do have a really terrible, no, a very terrible memory when it comes to certain things. I mm. like, I, I, sometimes I'm surprised I'm in this business because people will mention actors or I'm like, who, what? I don't even know. What was the coolest, no of, what was the coolest event you did at Michael's? Don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good. That, that was quick. See, <laughs> just everything. Don't know. I don't know. Pass. I don't know. Um, I yeah, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I did. I, I'm like, I wonder about legality sometimes too. But I did uh, my Matthew McConaughey's birthday party once, okay. and his like the premiere for the Lincoln Lawyer. Okay. That was fun. Wow. And did yeah, you? That was fun. And those, you those things. And by the way, I want to be very clear about this. Um, the, the type of work that you were doing, it's a lot. It's a lot of detail work. It's a lot of prep work. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of night of work. It's a lot of wrap out work. I mean, it's, you kind of have to, it's like, it's like working long hours of production. You have to mm-hmm. embrace it. You got a group of people that you like working with and you got to love the moment. You, otherwise it's, it's, it could be miserable, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, so true. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it, Spot it, on. Well, and especially dealing with stuff like that, if it spirals out of control and you're not dialed in to get it back on course, I mean, it also just makes your life miserable, you know, because these events are all personal to somebody, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the scariest, probably the scariest element of doing them too. They are personal to somebody. And that means every, there's got to be at least one person on every event that you did that's got a, that's, that's ready. That's the trigger. Like you look over and go, oh, that's the person that's going to lose their shit if this goes, if this goes off the rails. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, I, I planned weddings and you do not want to mess around. Ooh, like no. if they said they want little mini cupcakes at 410, it better, they better be out there yeah. or whatever it is. Right. Like, so it teaches you to be really specific and, um, and and also that's where I actually did work with the miser technique a lot because you can really work off of people. It's like, oh, you're upset. <laughs> Just tell them their behavior, and then it diffuses the situation. They're like, I am upset. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not happy. <laughs> what are some of the commercials you got to do? Commercials? Yeah. I did Gatorade. I did, um, I think, for Walgreens. I did. Uh, oh my god. There's a, there's quite a few. Did you do any? Did you were you a mom in any of them? <laughs> um. Or were you? In, in I that? you know that's right when I moved was when I was getting called in for all the mom stuff. Yeah. Um. Since I've been out here, I did a couple mom things. <laughs> um. Like I did a thing for iPad, and I was mom. You know, but yeah. Yeah, that's right when I was like my transition was when I went into mom girl. 
Yeah. Mom rolls. That yeah. happens. That happens. The uh, when you when you found out that you had melanoma, that, that's got to. That, and obviously, anytime anybody ever brings up, you know, you've got cancer. Yeah. Like that must have been a shock to the system. I'm assuming. And but you seem very level headed. Like, how did you deal with that? Yeah, it was. <clears throat> well, it was funny because it was right at a time when I was already getting really into meditation and yoga and stuff, and I think that really helped. Um, because, you know, as a performer, it can be very vulnerable and things. And I was experiencing some anxiety and yoga and meditation helps. So like I was already, um, had some of those tools and literally the morning that, that I got the news, I'm like sitting out on my back, like patio that was, I was lived in the Marina and I'm like, just looking at the boats and it's like this beautiful day. And I was feeling so like grateful for my life. So it was a really interesting time to find, that news out because I literally had just come out of a meditation about like how everything's good and everything's, you know, fine. And then I get this call from my doctor who was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you're going to have to go to John Wayne cancer like today. And this is really serious and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, you know, and she, she was like, you're handling this really well. Like, are you sure? And I just kind of went through the whole process that way. And I was like, okay, I know that if I freak out now, I know one thing I do know about cancer is that stress that uh, makes, makes it, it worse. Grow. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it, it grow. So that's when I was like, I got to watch funny movies and like be around your friends. Do yoga. Yeah. Be around friends, laugh and like just chill out on my life. Like yeah. not take it so seriously, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Do you, uh, was one of the, just out of curiosity, was one of the hardest things about leaving a place that you had for 12 years, friendships come and go, but they're very intense in this city. Uh, yeah. was that a hard thing to like to, to uh, do you miss that part of it? I do. I really do miss that part of it. And like a lot of people didn't know I was leaving. Cause like I said, I didn't make like a big grand announcement right. cause I think I was trying to kind of like exit out the back door cause I didn't really know. And I wasn't really ready to leave. Like I was cause I wanted this other thing, but I, I wasn't, you know, so yeah, especially that, like some people were really upset about that. And, you know, I still talk to people now. It's sure. like, of course you can still communicate and see them and whatnot, but, but I do miss that. You know, it's like you're, they become your colleagues and your friends and everything, you know? So can I, ask I mean, you, I remember, I remember Jamie Kaler said when he was on my boys, He's like, but I miss just being at the club all the time. And I was like, what? You're on a show. <laughs> like, I, why? Why? And he's like, yeah, but, and he's like, and that's cool. But like, you start to realize how cool this is. Now, just hanging out with people and like being, you know. Now, I will say, I was with Jamie Kaler the other night, and I'm sure he would love to be back on My Boys and not <laughs> hanging out in the clubs. <laughs> Uh, I, I was just pointing out, I pointed out to someone that I, that's where I met Kaler was at one of your shows on the West side. <clears throat> I had, st- I'd come, I had left the show and come back and you were cleaning up. I go, do you need any help? And then he walked by and he goes, Oh, is the show over? And I knew who he was, but I was convinced he had no idea who I was. <clears throat> and she, and you said, yeah, show's over. Oh, John did great. And he goes, Huck, Huck's an animal. And he walked away. And I was like, Oh, Jamie Kaler knows who I am. Like I remember being like, I remember that moment. I remember you and him and me being in the middle of you two and him, <laughs> and him saying that. And I was like, oh, that's nice. 
uh, little rainbows and yeah. butterflies came out and you felt special. I did I for like two it. seconds. For two seconds. <laughs> then I went outside and someone was like, who are you? And I said, nobody. Yeah, no. and then somebody threw up on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny. End. Yeah. Uh, what, can I ask you a question? What What nope. was it like? No. Now she's done. What, what was yeah, it? now done. What was the Sorry, what was going through you when you finally found out that you were cancer free after doing it? Even though you were very like balanced and all that stuff, like what is that? What yeah. is that like for someone to go through when you finally make it to the end? Uh, uh, and it's it's great news. Oh, I mean, it's just it's the doctors are really what like sober you up because like my team of doctors and I was really lucky to be in LA because I was there with one of my surgeons invented this blue dye test that they put the blue dye in and you can see anywhere the cancer has gone in your body because with melanoma, it attacks your lymph nodes. Um, And before they would never know. So what are you going to do? Start carving into somebody and like taking out, you know, everything like, um, so this could show them like where it was and all this stuff. So they were all excited anyway, because he like invented this thing. And like, you have this whole team of doctors and you realize how freaking smart they are, but they would celebrate like crazy every time. Cause at, at first I had to go every two months and then it was every three and then every four and then every six and then once a year. And like, they would have celebrations cause they know statistically it goes down every time. And so that's what, like, I don't, it was hard for me to take it in really. Like, even though I was like in this good place and really trying to take in my life and all that stuff, still hard to take in the gravity of it. Until you see other people that are sitting there with the same thing and they are in chemo and they've lost yeah. all their hair and like, you know, and then the doctors are really celebrating every time and saying like, go tell people about this, like tell people about skin cancer. They don't know, you know, and it, so like that was like, oh my God, like I'm good, you know. And, and then I know people aren't as lucky. And so that sobers me up all the time too. Like I have a student who his wife was diagnosed in the same year, 2010 with melanoma. And that year she died. So it's like, you know, this is it. And when it's your time, it's your time. Like there's nothing we can do about that either. I don't think even with all the positive energy in the world, Mm -hmm. if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Like we're all going to die. Like that is going to happen as far as I know. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, it's just trying to kind of check it, you know, check yourself. But it's interesting how you turned it all into what you said earlier. And I think is what we appreciate about this, this story is it went from the focus on you to how can I give? Mm-hmm. There was, a, and, and, uh, and that, I think, you know, it, it, you, you kind of talked earlier about like, yeah, how'd you open up shop? How did this all happen? I actually believe that because your intent was genuine, it mm-hmm. also finds its way to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, mm. No, no. If you were, if you were like, how can I scam these kids yeah, out of some yeah, money? Exactly. How can I rip people out so I can get back to LA? I can fucking bullshit <laughs> them with some acting nonsense. <laughs> then I guarantee yeah. your business would have failed immediately. But because yeah. you're like Brian said, your intent is genuine and you're really trying to give back and help these people, they will become better actors and better people because of being taught by you. And you yeah. are already a better person for having taken the time to teach anybody anything. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I mean, honestly, like if we could tie this in a bow, really, that's when I started booking work, too. And actually, when I started finding a lot more success as a stand up was when I shifted that perspective. And it was a little bit before the cancer, but that's what really set brought it home. But was when, you know, I, I used to go out on stage and I remember thinking, God, I hope they like me and I hope I remember my set and I hope they laugh and I hope I get this. I hope I get that. And then one day it hit me. I was like, it's not about me. 
Like, what happens if I go there to, like, help somebody to laugh? What is that? And then I don't take it personally because I'm actually trying to give them a gift. And if they don't like it, you know, they don't like it. But I, you know, I tried to give them something. And that's when everything changed. Like, when I started looking at it, I had a lot more fun as a performer. Yeah. Because it became a lot less, like, please like me. Oh, my God, I hope you like me. You know, because that never went well. Right, right. And you don't have any control over that because some people aren't going to like you regardless. No it doesn't shit. matter. Yep. Yeah, no, I know that one all too well. Yeah, in a, in a, <laughs> every, every day. If you're full of people, you could be crushing it. There's one person that's not laughing. That's the person you're going to look at the most and go, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Yeah, right? I know. Or if I you're know, in your house and your kids don't like you and you're kids. constantly trying to get them to love you and they just, they just, they love mom more and you try. You really do. You try. <laughs> You uh, failed, but you tried. Well, <laughs> well, Leah, thank you so much for taking yeah, the time you. to talk to us. Thank you. That you was, guys are so much fun. Yeah, and you, was, and you made me feel like I want to come back because it's like it's just a nice reminder that like there's there's good people everywhere. You yeah, but just fun. so you know, me and Brian never leave except to do this podcast, and then we're in our apartments. The rest, or he has got a house. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in a basement most of the time. So. <laughs> And, and if I'm you do ba- come back, bathroom most I of the swear time. to God, if you do come back, don't say blame you us. Weren't creepy. I didn't say you weren't creepy as hell. That hasn't changed a bit. It's an LA basement, so technically I'm not in a basement. I just want to be clear. It's a little above ground, kind of. With barely, barely above ground. But the bottom line is, you can walk out. See sunshine. Oh my God. But thank you, and uh, I encourage well, everybody you. if you live yeah. in the Denver area and you listen, if you live in Colorado and you're interested in acting, yeah. theater, performance. Yeah. What's the name of the? How can they uh, um, track you down? Yeah, Leah Marlene Actors, Leah Marlene Actors Studio.com. Leah Marlene Actors Studio.com. And I'll put up a link to it, uh, to your website Thanks. when we post the when we post Thanks. the show. But uh, uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. And uh, obviously we wish you continued success. Yes. That was amazing. You too. I wanna yeah, we gotta catch up on the other side. I'll have to have a podcast and have you guys on so I know what the hell's going on with you guys. Well yeah, and I'll I'll hit you up next time I come to Denver and uh, Yeah, please do. I'll come in and speak to your class about how not to I would live. Love- <laughs> and talk about your basement and stuff. I think yeah. it'd be great. Perfect. Yeah, people yeah. would be into it. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I'll talk let's about the only, the first time I ever went to Denver. Uh, I was tour managing bands. We got in late. I got up the next morning. Didn't tell anybody. Went out for a run. Uh, almost passed out because I forgot yep. that uh, the elevation. And simultaneously got lost. It took me three hours to find my way back because this is pre cell phone. So <laughs> oh you can't really get. You can't find people with a pager, as oh it turns out. Um, there's no GPS on a pager, and there's no way to call out of it with a pager. Lost in Denver, baby. <laughs> That's a riveting story. Thank Definitely you. bring that. We'll do a workshop. Yeah, okay, we'll good. Yes, that yeah. deserves an hour of time. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you guys thank for you. listening. Have a great day. You too. Enjoy yourself. All and, right. You uh, too. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe.